You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Time for the instant reaction. Newcastle have lost 1-0 to Chelsea down at Stamford Bridge thanks to Havertz goal right at the death. And Newcastle were very unfortunate to lose that game. They should have come away with at least a point, if not all three. They frustrated Chelsea. They pressed them and they put in a very good performance. Of course, the defeat does mean their unbeaten run comes to an end after nine games. But... If it wasn't for VAR, Newcastle probably would have won this game. Kai Havertz, who scored, as I said, the goal at the death, should have been sent off, in my view, for an elbow on Dan Byrne. It was checked by VAR, didn't overrule the referee's decision to give just a yellow card. Now, as Michael Richards said on Sky Sports at halftime, maybe the thing that saved Havertz was the fact that he wasn't looking at Dan Byrne as his elbow made contact with the defender's face. That said, it's reckless, it's dangerous, his arm's up, and I am a little bit baffled at just how Havertz stayed on the pitch. And you look across social media, that's a feeling that's shared. Havertz should have seen red, the pundits are seeing it as well. And then there was another VAR decision in the second half. Jacob Murphy goes down under a challenge from Shavala. And again, this one was looked at by VAR, and for me, it's a worst, it's a worse decision than the actual elbow because you look at the replay doesn't win the ball he's pulled Jacob Murphy's shirt practically off his body the referee awards a a corner it then goes to VAR and they're showing obviously they're showing the replay on the TV what the video assistant referee is seeing Jamie Carragher screaming for a penalty Jacob Murphy can't quite believe it and when you watch it there is nothing I can't understand how the video assistant referee comes to the conclusion that the defender wins the ball he simply doesn't. He's, you know, he's got his hands on his shirt, then goes across him and brings him to the floor. There's, there's, there's two reasons why that was a penalty and, and, and the video assistant referee doesn't overrule the decision made by the on-field referee. It's so frustrating. Um, you know, VAR simply isn't working. They're not getting the decisions right. They were, it was brought in to stop this sort of debate. We should here be talking um, about how... Uh, maybe Newcastle deserved all three points and not talking about VAR. We should be talking solely about a brilliant Newcastle night performance, but as it is, we are talking about decisions which are not are not right. And for the cost of the system, for the attention on it, you know, it's it's not working. And it's not just a Newcastle night thing, is it? It's across the Premier League. We saw it with Everton a few weeks ago in that Man City game. Should have been a handball. It wasn't given. Everyone's scratching their heads thinking, what on earth? And it's you know it was brought in to stop decisions like this potentially costing teams Premier League status or qualification for Europe. And thank for Newcastle in a position where today's result probably isn't going to affect the Premier League status. They've probably done enough. Of course, not mathematically safe yet, so you can't 100% say that. And we could get to the final day when Newcastle are in bother by three points and you're looking back on this game and going, they're the decisions that could cost the status. Like I say, I don't think it'll come to that, but that's the wider point. They need to sort VAR out. They need to get these decisions right. Today was another 
example of where it's just not happening. And quite rightly, Newcastle United, Newcastle United fans will be are so frustrated at what happened today because it was a fantastic performance by Newcastle United. They pressed Chelsea, they frustrated them. And like I say, they deserved at least a point from that game. And as Newcastle's luck would have it, it was Havertz who should have seen Red scoring the goal. And look, it was a brilliant goal. Wonderful first touch, great finish. You applaud that, but should he have been on the pitch? Arguably not. Um, the goal, unfortunately, saw Dan Burns switch off for just a moment. He'd been superb all game, man of the match performance, and just that 10 second switch off, first time he'd done it all game, and Chelsea capitalised. Uh, cruel, cruel blow for Newcastle United. But this unbeaten run was always going to come to an end at some point. What was important for me was that it came to an end with a good performance, that we weren't sitting here. You know, absolutely laying into the team for a shocking display. We've seen against Chelsea in previous seasons when Newcastle turn up, it's like a training game for Chelsea. They have lots of the ball. We wait for the final whistle. They end up winning 4-0. Today, they took the game to Chelsea. A good side. Forget all the off-field issues. They're a good side. Champions League uh, winners, World Club Championship winners, fighting for top four. They are a good side. And Newcastle matched them toe for toe until that little switch off by Dan Byrne. So Eddie Howe uh, can be very proud of his uh, of his team today. They didn't let the travelling fans down. And yeah, I, I don't think it'll hit the morale and spirit too much. I don't think it'll feel too much like a defeat because they've essentially, in many pe- people's eyes, been robbed. They'll be angry, they'll be frustrated at the referee, at the decisions. But I think they'll look back on their own performance as a team and say, you know what, we did well. We deserved at least a point. There's nothing... And to look up, look back on too negatively, if at all, we'll go to heaven, uh, heaven. We'll go to Everton in high spirits and 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 hopefully get three points. And um, yeah, it was it was a good performance. They were tactically were very good. Went to five at the back. Lascelles came back in, and Chelsea just couldn't break them down until right at the death. Uh, that's it. Dan Bin for me, man of the match, five in chair. Another absolutely brilliant performance by him. Him and Dan Byrne heading absolutely everything. Interesting dynamic with Lascelles back in the side. I don't think Lascelles did enough to push one of them out against Everton because I think they'll go back to a four against Everton. And I think unless Dan Byrne or Cher need rest or they pick up an injury or what have you, I think it'll be those two in the centre-back positions. I don't think Lascelles did enough. You know, He didn't necessarily put a foot wrong. There was one moment where he was caught napping uh, when I think it was was it was a win I got put through, but um, look, it, what's brilliant about Newcastle is they're just rejuvenated, they're full of energy, they're committed, they they've got desire, they're organised at the back, and it was it's very hard to pick out a man who who put a foot wrong today. And I I don't really think you can say anyone did, and that's what Howe's done. He's produced the Newcastle United side on top of their game, and it's brilliant. To see, and like I say, they'll head to Everton. I think on on in high spirits. Everton not in a good way at all. They lost to Wolves today, and there's a uh, three points to be had there. Another step to, towards survival for Newcastle United. Uh, Miguel Almiron started for Newcastle United. Will he start again on Thursday? You would say probably not if Ryan Fraser and St. Maxim have had enough of a rest. St. Maxim came off the bench midway through the second half. Ryan Fraser came off the bench with 90 minutes on the clock uh, just to try and, 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 and get a goal back. Obviously, it, it didn't happen. Um, I thought Mickey did loads of, loads of running, but it didn't really come off from him. He had the one glorious chance for Newcastle. Hit, hit, hit one on the, on the volley on the edge of the box. Produced a really good save from the keeper. 
late in the first half, but it wasn't a beef in Newcastle United. I want to praise Sean Longstaff's performance. I thought he did well. He started. There was no Joe Willick, no Shelby, who had picked up an illness. Joe Linton still out injured. So it was Bruno Gomeresh and Sean Longstaff in the middle. I thought the two worked well together. I felt Gomeresh had to go into the game, but Sean Longstaff, I thought, put in an excellent performance. And bear in mind, you know, he's seen Joe Linton hit the highs. He's seen Shelby go up a level. He's seen Joe Willick start to score goals. And then he's seen Gamoresh come in. You know, it's not been an easy time for Sean Longstaff. The first start since that Watford game, his contract's up in the summer. So he's fighting for his Newcastle United future. As a Newcastle United fan, he's going to want to be part of this journey. And I thought there he was excellent. And, you know, if he continues to perform like that with the limited opportunities he's he's probably going to get, he's done himself no harm. And it'll probably come down to whether he wants to go to somewhere where he can get guaranteed first team football or whether he wants to fight with these four or five excellent centre midfield options that they have. Um, but overall, Newcastle will be, I think, happy with how they played, frustrated at the decisions, but lots to build on. Some really good performances. And, you know, they've, they've, they've matched Chelsea's side with, and they haven't had some of their best players. Like I say St Maxman wasn't fully fit. He, you know, he comes on halfway through this, the second half. No Kieran Trippier, no Callum Wilson, no John Joe Shelby, no Joe Willick, no Joe Linton. You would say those players would probably start if everyone's fit and wherever to go. And yet they matched this Chelsea side, very good Chelsea side, toe for toe. And that is really, really pleasing to see. It's really just pleasing to see this Newcastle United side going up against top sides and, and not just turning up to make up the numbers. So, yeah, disappointing result in the end, but not a disappointing performance, a very good performance and enough uh, today, more than enough today to go in that Everton game on Thursday on a high. This has been the Everything is Black and White podcast. Please remember to like and follow the podcast and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news.